Hello and welcome to the latest Lancet podcast. Richard Lane with you here on Monday, February the 4th. This week we're focusing on important new data. They really are very new data. This article in question has been super fast tracked through our system and it concerns important new data about a tuberculosis vaccine for children. I've interviewed one of the authors of the paper. Let's hear her introducing herself and discussing the paper. Helen McShane, the Jenner Institute, University of Oxford. Professor Helen McShane, many thanks indeed for talking to to the Lancet. Before we go into the details of the paper, its findings and also importantly its implications, can you just remind us the toll that TB has on the global stage? It still is a very, very difficult disease, isn't it? And what strategic efforts are there out there to prevent TB and to treat it? Absolutely. So TB remains a very significant cause of both illness and death throughout the world. In 2011, there were 1.4 million deaths and 8.7 million new cases reported. The HIV epidemic and the emergence of multidrug resistant strains of TB have really compounded this problem and meant that the need for improved TB control is, is even more urgent. In terms of global TB control, there are short-term goals to develop new drugs, particularly to treat drug-resistant strains of TB and new diagnostic tests so that we can identify cases more quickly. But really for long-term control and prevention, there is a very urgent need for an effective vaccination strategy. We currently have 12 new TB vaccines being tested in various stages of clinical development. And the most advanced of these is MVA85A, which is the vaccine we developed in my research group in Oxford. Do go on and detail the aims of this current study. This is uh, a randomised trial, a phase 2b trial. Tell us about the design of the study, its location and uh, the details of of how it is organised. So this is a phase 2b trial which was conducted in infants in the Western Cape in South Africa, which is an area where there's one of the highest incidences of TB throughout the world. And this trial was designed to assess safety and the immune responses induced by this vaccine in a large number of infants. But what's important and what was different about this trial was that for the first time since BCG was last tested in infants in the early 1960s, this trial for the first time was looking at whether giving this vaccine as a booster vaccine on top of BCG would improve protection against TB. So we took nearly 3,000 babies, all of whom had received BCG at birth, and they were randomised at four to six months of age to either receive MVA85A or placebo. All these babies were followed up for an average of about two years, and that was in order to detect which of those babies developed TB. Tell us a little bit more about, about the biology of the vaccine. So MVA85A is designed as a booster vaccine to be given after BCG with the aim of enhancing the immune response, particularly the cellular immune response that we believe to be important for protection against TB, to improve protection conferred by BCG. We know from preclinical studies in animals that MVA85A can improve BCG-induced protection, and we know from many clinical trials, phase 1 and phase 2A studies conducted over the last 10 years, that this vaccine is safe and stimulates the right kind of immunity, or at least the kind of immune response we think is important for protection against TB. So in this study, we hope to confirm the safety profile in a larger number of infants, and we also hope to see some evidence of improved protection protection against TB. To stress, given this is phase 2b, the primary objective is safety, isn't it? But efficacy is becoming important at phase 2, isn't it? Absolutely. So the primary objective of this study was safety, and we found this vaccine to be well tolerated with no safety issues at all in this trial. We also looked at efficacy, and unfortunately we were not able to demonstrate any significantly 
improved protection over BCG alone in this trial, either against TB disease or against TB infection. Those were the two main efficacy endpoints of this trial. The lack of efficacy, or the very marginal, non-statistically significant, it was sort of 17% or 18%, wasn't it, but, but not significant. Was that a surprise to you? There must have been disappointment when, when these results came through. Absolutely. These results were disappointing. We were obviously hoping for some degree of efficacy, given the previous data that I've discussed. We do know that the immune responses that we measured in, in these infants they were significantly above immune responses seen in the placebo group, so we know that the vaccine did something. But we know that when we compare the level of those immune responses to other trials that we've done in adults, both in Africa and in the UK, the immune responses we saw in these babies were actually quite modest. And we don't know at the moment whether a significantly higher immune response of the same type would be protective or whether what we need is actually something that is qualitatively different, or in fact whether we need something that we, we don't even know we're not measuring at the moment. I think one of the challenges in, in TB vaccine development is that we don't have a, a correlative protection. We don't have a measure of immunity that we know if we get that level of immunity, the vaccine would work. And that makes vaccine development extremely challenging. What are the implications? What happens now? Presumably, it would be very easy for people to say, well, OK, you've tried hard, you've invested a lot of time and, and money into this, but it hasn't worked, so we've got to find another solution. But that's not necessarily it, isn't it? We've got to really carry on this quest for the vaccine. And, and what about the future of, of this vaccine? Do you think it has a future even though you've got disappointing results here? Absolutely. The, the quest for a new TB vaccine must continue. There's never been a more urgent need for better TB control and ultimately that can only be achieved by effective vaccination. We can learn a huge amount from this trial that I think is really important in terms of moving the field forward, both operationally in terms of how we've done the trial. We have conducted a successful trial to extremely high regulatory standards and the world wasn't sure 10 years ago whether such a trial was even possible. There are also many any immunological lessons we can learn both from the findings we already have and from the samples that we have from every baby taken in this trial. We will analyse those samples very carefully and be able to try and tease out protective mechanisms which will feed iteratively into vaccine development, both for this vaccine and for other candidates in the field. I think we do see higher levels of immune response in adults, and particularly in HIV-infected adults with this vaccine, than we do in infants. And it's not clear at all whether this vaccine on its own or with a repeated dose or with perhaps other modifications that we will explore over the coming months could yet protect in other populations. And I think it's really important that the field interprets, interprets this result in, in context. This is the first new TB vaccine efficacy trial since BCG. And we know that when we look at other difficult fields of vaccine development, such as HIV and malaria, the early candidates did not show efficacy the results of those trials fed back into vaccine development and both of those fields now have vaccines which demonstrate some degree of efficacy and I think we're, we're in exactly the same place with TB. Unfortunately there's no substitute for doing trials like this to learn information that then 
iteratively moves the field forward. And a final point, how long do you think it will take you to, you and your colleagues and other collaborators, and presumably you're part of an international effort, you're not just working in a vacuum uh, at Oxford, you're, 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 are, are you involved, are you closely tied in, linked in to, to the TB community? Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, trials like this are only possible with a, with a complex network of partners. We, we work closely with the South African TB Vaccine Initiative, obviously the, the people in the ground on, on Cape Town who actually did this study, with ARAS and the Wellcome Trust who funded this study, with our commercial partner, Emergent Biosolution. And we are all closely connected with the wider TB vaccine community. And I think it's only by all of us looking at these results in, in detail and really considering how we move forward that, that we can really advance this field. We have only had the data for less than two weeks, and I think it's it's extremely early days. Of course, it's early days and <clears throat> not wanting to rush you or put you on the spot. But how long do you think it will take you and all your colleagues and people in the TB community, the vaccine community, to reflect on these data and to actually formulate a plan for the next steps could it you know are we talking six i'm not talking about doing the next trial but actually coming up with a strategy based on the results of the disappointing results of this trial are we talking six months 12 months before we have a, a new plan do you think I think there are many different stages in that. I think we all need to sit down and, and carefully reflect on these findings. There are strategies already that we're considering that can improve the immunogenicity in infants, and some of those will be explored in the coming months. There are longer-term aims in terms of thinking about vaccine design. You know, There are many different approaches, some short and some long-term, which I think we and our partners will work together to evaluate it as swiftly as possible. It's very important, very disappointing, obviously negative outcome, but a very important study. And, and you've made the point very, very clearly that the most important thing are the lessons that we learn from this trial and how we can then shape future TB vaccine strategy. And of course, the Lancet, I'm sure, will be covering that in months and years to come. But in the meantime, Professor Helen McShane, many thanks indeed for talking to the Lancet. Thank you very much. And published alongside this article is a must-read comment that really puts the TB vaccine story in even more context than we've gone into in the podcast interview. The first author of the comment is Christopher Dye from the World Health Organization. And I do urge you to read it because basically, I'm paraphrasing, it says that while on the face of it, and if you jump straight to the efficacy data from this phase 2b trial, the results are indeed disappointing. There are so many lessons that can be learned, as Helen said earlier on in the main podcast. Dai and his co-writer detail seven points in the comment that uh, actually show that there are also possible grounds for optimism and the way in, in which possibly this specific vaccine could still have an import, important role in uh, tuberculosis controls. So although this main result is disappointing, the key message is that the quest for the tuberculosis vaccine and the potential further use of this specific vaccine must go on unabated. That's all for this week's podcast. See you next time.